Welcome to episode 119 of Hit the Mic with D. Stacy Harris. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode 119. I'm Lee Stacey Harris. I'm really excited for today's show because uh, we're talking about something kind of interesting. We're talking about uh, the purse process with it with uh, Danielle Watson, which is a process she built. Uh, and I think this is an interesting conversation because uh, we're going to learn about a very cool process. And I'll save that for the interview. Uh, but also because I really like uh, talk to, talking to Danielle because we talked about uh, she sort of figured out what she loved doing and she figured out a way to do it. She built a process uh, and now she she travels to teach people it. She uh, This process, she, she teaches it virtually. She works with clients. I just, I, I think that's a really interesting way to look at what we do uh, when we run a, when we run our own business is finding that thing, that piece that we really like uh, and the thing that we love and uh, taking into account our background and all of that stuff uh, and figuring out a way to to help people with that. And I think that is a, an important conversation uh, to hear and it was certainly a great one to be a part of. So I love that and that was a really great uh, piece of this interview. So uh, I'm, I don't have a ton of housekeeping stuff. Uh, Social Pro is currently available. Uh, we see it started January 19th. Uh, there's no longer any early bird pricing. We're at regular pricing now, but uh, regular pricing is absolutely still a steal at $9.97. Uh, and there's some there's a three pay payment option, so you can absolutely still take advantage of that. Uh, and of course, you still get the bonus of the Rockstar Guide to Google Plus. So I would love to see you in Social Pro because I would really love to see uh, more of the Hit the Mic community going pro with their social media and really using it effectively in 2015. Uh, and being confident around uh, not only using it, but hiring it and outsourcing pieces of their, their social media. Uh, so that that's still available. That's around. Of course, I'd love to see you in the VIP community. Uh, I don't think I have any other housekeeping for you today. So with all of that, let me go ahead and tell you a little bit about Danielle. Danielle Watson is an anthropologist and the creator of The Purse Process. Uh, instead of digging around in the dirt for treasures left behind by lost civilizations, Danielle uses her powers in an innovative and far more girly way. She is the most fashionable interpreter of culture on the planet today and the world's foremost expert on revealing the hidden in plain sight reason your desires elude you. In an hour or less, the purse, pro- the purse process will reveal the path of turning your hidden gems into your greatest assets, uh, which is super fun. So, um... You'll get a little preview in the call too because she we talked about my purse and what it revealed and it was really cool. So uh, let me go ahead and give you Danielle. All right, everybody. I have Danielle with me now and I'm really excited to talk to her. I think I say that about all episodes, but I have just the best guests. I can't help it. We're going to be talking about one of my favorite things today, which is purses, kind of. <laughs> so welcome to the show, Danielle. Thank you, Stacy. Pleasure to be here. I am fascinated with your your process and your website and like I just I went to go okay so a little pulling back the curtain on the podcast before I have a guest on I always sort of stalk their websites and their social media stuff uh, for usually like I don't know 15 20 minutes because I don't like to know too much because I like especially if it's a guest that I don't know really well like Danielle and I don't know each other super well Uh, we were connected through a friend I'm not sure who. I'm not sure who, um, but we were connected through a friend and 
so, you know, I, I wanted to know, but I didn't want to know too much because I like to get to know her as you guys get to know her. So if you have a chance while you're listening to this, like you're sitting in front of your computer or something, um, not on the road, if you're listening to me in the car, do not do this. That should not need to be said, but it's going to be said anyways. Uh, go to her website and check it out because it's super, super fun. So, Danielle, before I jump in and ramble on any more about you and make you potentially super uncomfortable, <laughs> um, why don't you tell everybody uh, who you are and what it is you do? Yeah, well, I'm excited to talk to you about purses today because I have a very unique point of view on them. I am actually an anthropologist and... I'm a total girly girl. I do not like dirt. I don't like being sweaty. I don't like being dirty. I don't like camping. And so when I graduated from college with my degree in anthropology, I looked around and I went, you know what? None of these careers that are being presented to me are going to work for me because they are going to wreck my manicure. And so I had to... Yeah, we're girly girls, right? We like uh, hair color and nail polish and bubble baths. So... The classic anthropologist or archaeologist that you might think of is an Indiana Jones kind of guy. So if you're not going to fit into that mold, you kind of have to break the mold. You have to come up with something new. And so what I discovered was that a woman's handbag is actually a lot like a collection of treasures left behind by a lost civilization. Something that you'd go dig up out in the desert is called a collection of artifacts. And your handbag contains a collection of artifacts that reflects you and what you value and what goes on in your mind and your culture in any moment in time. So I just started examining women's handbags and I came up with something that I call the purse process. I find this to be so cool because I think if we take a second and we think about what the inside of our purse looks like, and Mm -hmm. mine looks much different than it did a year ago, Mm -hmm. but thinking about it in the concept of what you do, that makes sense because I've changed so much about my mindset and things. Like my purse used to be really, really cluttered. Like it was a a catch-all for everything and it just never left. Yeah. And now the only things that are in there are the things I need and it literally gets cleaned out every time I use it. Like not out completely. Like my wallet stays, my sunglasses stay. But, like, if I put a receipt in there, it comes with me when I leave my purse at the end of the day. Um, so I think it's so interesting that that we talk about this in the concept of being a reflection of kind of who we are and how much mine has changed. It, it seems so like, well, yeah, that's that's kind of super connected. That's crazy. Yeah, it makes total sense because it's a reflection of your personal evolution. It. I just find this so interesting. So how did you come up with this? Like, where did this start? Well, I've always had a knack for seeing patterns and being able to look at a big picture and kind of pull out what are the important pieces. So, of course, I was attracted to anthropology where you get to study people and then you get to make um, an assessment based on what you found. And so when I was looking to build my business, I actually hired a copywriter who was going to help me write the copy for my website. And I was getting into a slightly different business at the time, but she asked me the question that every entrepreneur hates to be asked, which is, who's your ideal client? And when somebody asks me a question I don't want to answer, I usually give a sarcastic answer. (laughs) So I said, well women, right? Because I was being sarcastic. I knew that I needed something more than that. And she said, well, let me ask you another way. How will you identify your ideal client? And in that moment, the idea popped into my head, hey, I could look through her purse. 
And instead of just, you know, running past that and going, yes, and taking it down, she asked me further questions about that. Well, how? And really? What does that mean? And I went and started explaining to her what I saw when I looked in a woman's handbag, and she got really excited, sent me pictures of her purse over the cell phone right away. I gave her this amazing assessment, and she was just like, you have got something here. And so it just kind of organically sprouted and took off as I started telling people about what I did. All they wanted to do was shove their purse in my face and have me (laughs) tell them what I saw. And it was just this amazing process of having all the pieces of my life of who I am and the training I'd received come together to create a really unique business. So... I, I love when these things come up sort of like almost organically, like it came mm-hmm. out of you trying to figure out something completely different. I always mm-hmm. think that's a really fun story. So did you sort of change course right there or did you move forward with that that first business? No, I changed course right there because I love could it. feel the electricity of it. I could feel how excited she was about it. I could feel how excited I was about it. And so I started asking any woman that I thought would not club me over the head if I could look through her bag. And I started noticing that there were consistent patterns. But what I noticed when I was telling people what I was seeing was that they were having a hard time understanding how I was seeing what I was seeing. And so over time, I actually created four purse process personality archetypes. Um, They have fun names like Dumpster Debbie and Vanishing Veronica. And that's when things really started to click because other people could see what I was seeing and then sort of self-select for which bucket they, they tended to fall into at any given point in their life. So can, can you share with us who those archetypes are? I would love to, yeah. So we have Dumpster Debbie, Vanishing Veronica, Absent Abigail, and Perfect Priscilla. And I'd be happy to tell you a little bit about each of those ladies if you think I would love our to listeners. Know. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so Dumpster Debbie, I'm sure you can it's imagine a little bit. <laughs> I do like that one because it tends to be inflammatory. People... I feel like she should be like the front woman in a rock and roll band. Yes, yes. And when you call somebody a dumpster Debbie, they sit up and they listen to what you have to say because they're either intrigued or offended. And so it works really well. Dumpster Debbie is one of my favorites. So you can probably imagine that somebody who's a dumpster Debbie has a big bag that's a hot mess, right? It's got all kinds of stuff in it. It's overflowing with things. And what I noticed is that when I meet a woman who has a bag that is full of junk, that's huge, that's weighing her down, is that that is also represented in other aspects of her life. So this tends to be on somebody who takes on other people's emotional baggage, somebody who tends to caretake others to the point where she ends up, you know, completely exhausted. Um, she'll be a woman who has to be prepared for any scenario because she doesn't like asking others for help. This sounds like my bag for the first two years of my son's life. <laughs> yeah, I meet a lot of new moms. Who, of this. Yep, yep. And you're not a dumpster Debbie forever, generally. I have met a few women who are like, oh, yeah, lifetime member in that club. But it's often it's a phase that we move through. And then when you get an awareness around how this is impacting you and that it's showing up not just in your bag, but in other places, it really helps you to shift your consciousness and to make a different choice about how you're going to interact in your relationships, how you're going to treat yourself, how you're going to make decisions. 
Awesome. Okay, so who do we have next? Next, we have Vanishing Veronica. So I generally see with a Vanishing Veronica type, a woman who has a very plain Jane sort of handbag, but on the inside, it's got all kinds of beautiful or interesting sort of treasures, I call them. I liken a Vanishing Veronica to the classic uh, Clark Kent Superman. Um, Clark Kent was... If you remember the old, old Superman, he would put on a pair of sunglasses, not sunglasses, but eyeglasses, and that was supposed to disguise him, so we couldn't tell. Well, Vanishing Veronica's plain Jane bag that looks like everybody else's is sort of like those glasses. It's supposed to make her look like she passes as a normal human being. But on the (laughs) inside, she has all these amazing gifts and talents. She has so many things that she's able to do, and she just isn't sure that if the world knew how wonderful and capable and creative and smart she was that they would accept her so what kind of things would we find in her bag you know it's interesting vanishing veronicas have the greatest variety in their bag but one that i met um she was an artist and so everything in her bag was matched in tone so it wasn't all the same color but you know what i mean like you see things that are all in the same color tone and it was just fascinating it really showed that she took a great deal of care in what she selected that she had an eye for beauty but she didn't really want people to know that about her because she was a serious business person (laughs) and so she kept that creative part of her hidden away that's interesting okay who's next then we have Absent Abigail. And Absent Abigail is a woman who loves to come up to me anytime I speak and let me know that she doesn't carry a purse. So I couldn't I just, possibly I know anything about, about her. <laughs> yeah. You know, not every time does she have, is she without a purse? Sometimes she'll have like a little wristlet or tiny little wallet. But man, they, the Absent Abigails of the world take so much pride in being able to march up to me and tell me that that um, I haven't got it because they aren't included. <laughs> but what I've, what I've noticed is not only are they without handbag, but they tend to also be the kind of person who, tend, who chooses practical things over things that really satisfy them. Some, they've become a minimalist, not because they're just not interested in things, but they've really scaled back. They've really sort of withdrawn into themselves and they have a hard time connecting with other people. And again, absent Abigails tend to have a boundary issue. They don't like to have to say no to people. So one of their strategies is to not have a container into which into which they would have to receive things. So if somebody asks them, hey, could you carry this in your purse? They can say, oh, sorry, don't, don't got one. It's Without having to me how no. these bigger things can really be seen in such a, you know, what would seem like a kind of small place. You know, like mm-hmm. her taking on much bigger things is represented by her ability to say no when somebody wants her to carry their wallet or whatever. Yeah. It's crazy. Okay, so who do we have next? Um, the last first process personality profile is our perfect Priscilla. And I'm sure everyone can guess, you know, what her main malfunction is. It's uh, perfection. And generally speaking, when I meet a perfect Priscilla, she has a designer handbag with a matching wallet. And it's key that she has the matching wallet. Now, I do meet some perfect Priscillas who don't have a designer handbag and don't have a matching wallet. But it's not because they wouldn't like to have one. It's because they can't afford it. Okay. 
So what I noticed with the Perfect Priscilla is not only does she have this outer veneer of this, you know, high class handbag, but that she has this overall need to appear perfect, to appear a certain way. And that tends to cut her off from having real and deep connections with the people in her life. Absolutely. And I, and I think from a, from a business perspective, it keeps you from doing a lot of things. It does. It keeps you from sending your newsletter. It keeps you from making a sales call. It keeps people from wanting to hire you because they're not sure they really know you and that they can really trust you. And you seem sort of bulletproof in a way. And, and, like you, maybe you don't even need the business. Maybe you don't even really care if anybody hires you. Right, which is not super approachable. Right, exactly. So Stacey. how how do you come up with these? Like, how does this process when you work with clients? How does that work? Well, usually the first thing I do is I have people download my purse process personalities guys and sort of self-diagnose and kind of figure out, okay, which, which uh, bucket do I fall into here? Which bag do I fall into? So getting that insight is completely free. But what I notice is that once somebody has a big aha, they can't unsee what they've seen. Right. And a lot of times they'll see, you know what? I don't really like the way that I'm treating myself, the way that my relationships are going, the way I'm running my business. Danielle, can you help me? Because clearly you were the only person who could see this. And that is how I help my clients. So I offer the insight for free. Sometimes I'm the person who you need help with. Sometimes I'm not. And it's all good. I love that. I'm what really I- curious. I'm trying to figure out where I fit. I'll be honest. I'm totally distracted by trying to figure mm. out which personality I am. Yeah, I'm- let's figure out which one you are. So tell me why you think you're one or the other. Um, I I just genuinely am not sure who who I am. I would think I'm probably... Uh, see, I used to be Dumpster Debbie for sure. Yeah. Because my bag was just, just a collection of garbage. Uh, I do always have a designer bag mm-hmm. um, because I just... I prefer things that are well-made and are going to last me a while. Yep. Um, but I do not have a matching wallet. I generally okay. usually have some sort of silly wallet. Mm-hmm. Do you see? I'm fitting into like, I'm confused. Well, I think that they're all states of being. You're not one forever. I think you are absolutely correct that you used to be a dump, total dumpster Debbie. Totally. And that I don't think you are a perfect Priscilla because your motivation for choosing that bag isn't to... Um, control people's perception of you it's for yourself and so i would say um that that is not you absent abigail do you find that your bag is is fairly empty of things yes is it yeah so you could be that um so one of the things with an absent abigail is that you're super capable and you can do more than anybody else in a short amount of time and i would probably know that about you just by looking at how beautiful you are and how beautiful everything you do is and how professional um so just one of the things to remember is that absent abigails tend to make choices that make sense and not always be so great about just doing what brings them pleasure. And I don't know how you know much of an issue that is for you. You sound like you're a pretty well-rounded human being and who's done some self-development work, but that's that's just something to watch for. Very cool. I, I am. This year I spent a lot of time sort of doing that kind of stuff. So I am probably less that way than I once was, but I definitely, my default setting is that way. 
Yeah. It's, I'm very, I tend to be more logical. Yep. Yep. Very cool. Well, thank you very much. Um, but I, I love that this, this is a sort of fun way, a, a, a untraditional way of identifying the things that may be keeping you from what you really want. Yes. I love this. So how long have you been doing this now? I have been doing this about a year and a half. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's a fairly new process and it's been a, an exciting ride getting it out there into the world. I did uh, three legs of what I was calling my purse process on tour where I was just going to different cities and showing people website. what I could do. Yeah. What made you want to do the tour? Well, one of the things for me is I'm a huge introvert. Oh, okay. And so I wanted to challenge myself to get out from behind my computer and get out into the world and share what I could do and just see what would happen in that process. And it was the most amazing journey. I mean, there are so many things that can happen for you when you just have the courage to get out there and share with people your amazing genius. And you will receive opportunities that you could have never received, even if you'd gone banging on doors with a battering ram. When people see that you're courageous enough to get out there and to really connect and really share, people just want to get on board and help you. It's been amazing. How cool. And so did you do like events in the cities you went to or how, how did you sort of run the tour? Well, when I first started it, I did speak at an event, and I have spoken at several events during the process, but what I found was that what I do is so unique and exciting, I was actually able to leverage events that were already happening. So sometimes I would go to, um, you know, like a training event, sometimes I would go to uh, like just a regular networking event, and I would share what I did, and opportunities and clients would come out of it. It was pretty magical, actually. I like when it, when it happens that way, though, is you can you can spend some time around, you know, that, that's one of the reasons whenever I go to an event, I always make sure I have time around it to, to just connect mm -hmm. with people and talk to people and spend time with people, because I find that time around it and, and just going to things that are already sort of in place, yes. you, get to, you get to actually really engage with people versus yes. like putting on your own thing, and then there's a lot of stuff going on, and mm -hmm. it's harder to get to engage with people. Yeah. Very cool. So before I let you go, I want to know, how do you work with people now? So they go through the free process and then they work mm -hmm. with you. Is it like a one-off or do you do um, programs? Like how, what is their next step after they figure out their, their personality? Well, I have a couple of things that are available. So the first thing is to actually have me do a purse process for them. So you can do a self-assessment, but we all know the difference between WebMD and RealMD, right? right? I mean, you diagnose yourself with every illness when you go on WebMD, but you need to go to somebody who actually knows their stuff if you want to get something that's more narrowed down and really specific to you. So I do still offer one-on-one uh, -on -one purse processes. Those are actually going Going into the vault in 2015. I will no longer be doing those. Um, but that's a great way to go beyond just the insights and ahas you can get yourself and have an expert really look at, okay, what's going on here? Because usually the thing that we most need to see is something that we are completely blind to. And we really need an outside perspective and somebody who can call us out on the things that we're hiding from ourselves so that we can actually begin to move forward in the direction we want to go and start really pursuing what matters to us. 
So that is a one-off sort of thing. I get on the phone or Skype with somebody. They get their insight. Um, One of my favorite things to do is actually help people figure out why they're spending money on things they shouldn't be spending money on. (laughs) That's always fun. I can see that by looking in your purse where where those money holes are. Um, But not everybody who comes to me does a purse process with me. I actually meet a lot of people who want to develop their own version of the purse process. And so I work with people to do that. Um, I also work with people to help them get out in the world and really connect with others. You know, anthropologists study humans. And so um, I have a unique perspective on how to connect with other people. And so I teach that as well. Very cool. It sounds like it all kind of goes together. It does. From your background. Mm -hmm. And and I think what I love so much about the fact that you started out someplace kind of different than you are is it's always really interesting when you're able to be someplace that seems on paper very different, Mm -hmm. but you pulled that experience into what you're doing and it gives you sort of this, this uniqueness that sort of no one else who does what you do has. Yes. Well, nobody does do what I do. It's not, it's entirely impossible for anybody to do what I do because they don't have my life experience. They don't have my training or my point of view. And that's been one of the most fun things about this journey is really having found my niche. And I know that anybody can do it. If you can be an anthropologist who likes to wear skirts and keep her nails beautifully manicured, um, that's, you know, that's not necessarily an easy thing to come up with. How am I going to make that work? So I meet a lot of people out there who have things that go together a lot better, but could still make something really unique. So I just like to encourage everybody to get really creative, get really creative about how you can contribute to the world using your unique skill set and intuition. Awesome. So where can everybody find you if they want to go through this purse process with you or, or learn, uh, you know, about finding that creative piece for themselves? Yeah, my website is purseprocess.com. I do offer a free download of my purse process personality profiles if you just look in the upper right-hand corner of my website. Um, You can also schedule with me directly through my online calendar if you're dying to have me look in your purse. Um, There's a tab for that as well. And uh, you can also find me on Facebook. I love to receive friend requests, um, Danielle Watson on Facebook. Or if you just want to follow what I'm up to, um, just slash purse process. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for being on the show. It was great to talk to you. And, and I find I still find this all to be fascinating. Thank you, Stacy. It was my pleasure. Awesome. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, everything that Danielle mentioned will be on the show notes page. Just go to thestacyharris.com slash episode 119 and you will find it all right over there. I will talk to you guys next time. Bye. <laughs>